Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. Here with Adam and Benny, as always. Hey boys, how are you doing? Hello. Hi, Okazayamas. Oh wait, we're not doing foreign languages this week. Was that just last, was that a special <laughs> thing last week? Yeah, it was no. just a special for me. Unless you've been uh, to Japan. Yeah, unless you've been to Japan uh, this week, Benny. In my dreams, I have been wallowing through the Sakura <laughs> fields <laughs> in like the beginning of April when you can only go there for a week. When is there any good? Yeah, you'd love all that, wouldn't you? You'd love to go to Japan, Benny. Just live out all your wild fucking hack and slash fantasies from gaming. Exactly, yeah. Just walk around, <laughs> like stand opposite another person and then just run at them. And then the screen just like freezes and we're the other side and one of us falls. <laughs> like, none, none of, neither, of us, neither of us has drawn like a weapon or anything. We just like walk past each other and then someone just collapses down to the ground. Yeah. And then you get interrupted by someone with a side quest. Uh, yes. Where you've got like pick, pick up calling cards for prostitutes in the area. <laughs> exactly. You go to a telephone club. Yep. <laughs> why do people ever think side quests are a good idea? Why did side quests? They're so fucking annoying. I hate them so Escort much. Quests. Yeah, Escort oh quests my are the worst. Or stealth. Anything stealth based can fucking do one from video games. I hate it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, so we, we were alluding to like the Yakuza series. Um, yeah, Adam, you you played Yakuza Zero, didn't you? I have. Yeah, I've I played. I mean, I've played a little bit of it, but I've also played like nearly thirty hours of it. <laughs> yeah, that game would do it too. Yeah. Did you ever get to the side quest where you had to buy a porn mag for a little boy? I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, that's it. See, now that's the sort of hijinks that I'd like to get up to in Japan, and like uh, that was you talk about stealth missions. That was the worst fucking stealth mission in the history of all game. <laughs> but it's so funny. It was just a little boy who was like, "I need to become a man," and like the Yakuza Zero is set in the 1980s, so the only way you could get um, adult material in the 80s for like a young lad like that was uh, there were vending machines with like plastic wrapped uh, like magazines in, and like you the the to you in. Kiryu is like such a like strong like well orientated character. He's like I must help this boy become a man by getting him this adult magazine. Otherwise, he won't be able to succeed in life. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, everyone gives you weird looks when you uh, try and get to this machine. Yeah, and you get embarrassed. Jesus, that game's Christ. great. That's that's the be- that's apart from Bloodborne, which I have like tattooed on my arm. That's the best game of the PS4 generation. Oh, I don't know GTA GTA Five. I mean, if that counts as being of that generation, because it was no, it doesn't because that was generation, generation before. If you, if you... Like, in terms of like hours put into it, sure. Oh, this is turned into a gaming podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> if if, if, if you think about hours put into it, sure. But um, again, Bloodborne is there for me just because of, like the personal connection I have to it because it's like Lovecraftian and I love all that shit. But Yakuza Zero was like important in terms of like the the company, like that say that. That game saved that series, and now it's like one of the biggest series in games now at the minute. Mm. That is you know, true. Like spin offs, like um, with Judgment coming out, it's turned into a bloody RPG with the last game. Like, it's mental. I think if you put a gun to my head and said, What is the greatest game ever made? it would be GTA V. Because there are games that had more of an impact on me emotionally, such as The Last of Us and stuff like that. And certainly single play games like games like The Witcher and and things like that mm. definitely for the you know when with the with the story that's involved in all that and the story in GTA Five was fine it wasn't great it wasn't terrible it was fine yet mm. there's so much to do on that game there's so much to do you could 
I mean, we've spent, what, five, six hours at a time playing it, doing heists and stupid like races and, and everything. And we've had so many laughs on that game that I think, I would say it's the greatest game ever, but I agree with like sort of connections to certain games in certain series that you just can't get enough of them. And like even the lore around it and stuff like that. So yeah, I can see it from both sides. Yeah, definitely. But uh, uh, if, if you oh, go on. Ju- if you're rating success on um, on money made, like GTA like, Online, like is, wins like astronomically because I mean they don't need to ma- ever make another GTA game because of that online server. No, Gra- Grand Theft Auto Five is the <clears throat> single most um, profitable piece of entertainment in history, more oh, than yeah. any piece of music, more than any film, more than anything. I think so far it's up to about seven billion dollars now, which mm-hmm. is insane. And I know it's just f- crazy people buy like the cash cards. <laughs> Those shark cards. Do, lo- do something fucking like losers. Absolute losers. <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. But yeah, I mean, to think that, you know, if, you, if you're talking about entertainment and what people do for fun or what people consider to be fun or interesting, and we've said before that there's always a kind of negative poo-pooing and negative connotations towards video games, that the, the single most profitable thing in history is a video game that is bizarre and i know people there are people i know people who have bought three copies of that game which is they bought three copies of the same game that's how much people love that game i bought two copies i had a ps3 version and then i got a ps4 version but then i know there are people who also then went and got a pc version because you can mod it and you can have better graphics and all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. i mean that's just insanity and the uh, the PS5 version comes out in something like March. Yeah, so, so there'll be, be another, yeah, there'll be people another one that I'll be getting. Definitely. Yeah, and I'll get it. <laughs> so I'll yeah. have three versions of the same game. <laughs> it, it's quite apt we actually talk about it because I think it was yesterday the online servers for the original version uh, of GTA Online went down. Uh, uh, and there are people on Reddit still within games, still within the world, keeping going like historically people have done with things like matrix online uh with uh halo and halo 2 the uh, the servers with that the multiplayer servers no so way. those have finally been shut down and it, it's mad to think that some like such a an influential thing is is gradually evolving that it's been out for so long that it's like I, I've literally got married, had a baby, and divorced <laughs> within the time that that game has been played. <laughs> You've lived an entire life, basically, in that yeah. game. Exactly, lifetime. exactly. And that game is still having new versions released. Yeah. Uh, which the only other like game I can think of like that is Skyrim, which has, yeah. which again was out in the, like the three sixty PS three area and is still coming out. And I think Skyrim's ten years old this year. Yeah, and and a, like a special edition has been released recently, uh, so it's still being released. Like new versions, it's become a bit of a meme now. But again, it's such an influential open world game mm. that it can get away with that because there is so much to do in it. And and again, like with GTA, with the online stuff, they just keep adding things, adding the DLC. Like even now, new stuff is coming out. Like new stuff came out this weekend, and they've just expanded on that, <laughs> and it'll keep going, and I'm I'm excited to see what happens next with that. 
like GTA 6, that's fine. I'm happy to wait for that because they keep coming up with stuff for GTA Online. It's amazing. They've got no need to make it, though. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. They can take their sweet-ass time. Right. GTA Online is going to keep making money. Here's a question, then. It doesn't. Here's a question, then, right? So for GTA 6, would you rather have a map the same size, but the graphics are unreal, almost lifelike, or would you rather have generation graphics we have now, say PS4 graphics, but the map is, say, three times bigger? What oh, would you prefer? the latter. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yes, me too. That's the big thing for me with these games is actually exploring the the online world. Like, the first thing I do in any online, like, open world game, sorry, open world, not online world, uh, is basically divert myself from the mission as much as possible and just go, like, driving around or walking around in it uh, and exploring the area because that's what I like is that exploration, finding hidden secret things, yeah. Uh, stuff to do that I'll I'll never do. Like with Witcher Three, I've I've barely started the campaign because all I've done is I've like looked around and gone, oh my god, there's a big city on the map over there. I'm gonna go there and then just spend like hours walking around this huge city. And it's great. And then played Gwent with every single person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get ch- children content. Children content. I do have some hashtag with a K content this week. As okay, let's go. I was asked to accompany George's class to the local pantomime as the entire school goes down to our local uh, sports hall, which is massive, but they have a a performance hall in there and all this kind of stuff, to watch the local panto. And as I was sat there watching it, all I kept thinking about was, oh man, this is great content for the show. I can't wait to mention this. (laughs) I can't wait to mention this. And there were so many things that came out of it. So... I've got a few things to mention about it. Jump in wherever you feel free, obviously. I'm not going to just reel them all off, but the first thing was was that Georgia insulted me completely by saying, oh, are you are you helping us walk to the pantomime tomorrow? I said, yeah, because it's about a 20-minute walk, with, and it's the entire yeah. school. The entire school goes. So there's like... Are you like helping the kid, kids like cross the road and whatnot? Yes, I was one of those people yeah. in my in my high-vis vest yeah. looking very swish. sure they leave room for Jesus. Yeah, of course, of course. Respect the dance space. Yeah. yeah. So Judge said, are you you helping us walk to school? I was like, yeah, yeah. She said, yeah, okay. She said, "Um, yeah, can you you not walk anywhere near me? I said, why? (laughs) And she went, well, I don't need to embarrass me. I said, Georgia. I said, okay. I said, first off, I said, I would never do that. I said, secondly, can you tell me a time when I have embarrassed you in front of your friends? Because I'm really mindful of it. I am very mindful that I don't want to be one of those parents who, oh God, like, you know, when, you know when parents try and be cool and it's just cr- like ultimate cringe and they say the wrong thing or they say something that was cool, even saying cool, they say something that was cool four years ago and now it's just kind of makes you look old. I never do that <laughs> with Georgia. I never try and do phrases or saying I just talk to her normally when she's around her friends and I don't overstay my welcome and then I just get out of there and I don't, that's yeah. it. Because I don't want her to feel, oh God, you know, there's my dad being an idiot again. Like I'm an idiot in the house with just her and Sarah, because that's different. <laughs> but I would never do it in front of her and her friends. And I actually said to her, I've been saying to her a lot recently, if I ever, ever do anything that embarrasses you, you have to tell me. And I said, don't think about my feelings or anything, because I would be more hurt if I think I've embarrassed you. 
I said, so you have to tell me if I'm embarrassing or being embarrassing. Just say it as it is and just tell me to not be embarrassing. Because it got me to thinking about, and I don't know how your parents were, and I guess this has really led us on to a conversation, but my mum was super embarrassing. And I love it to bits, you know, God bless, like, rest in peace, mum, and all that shit. God bless you. But I remember I had um, I had psoriasis when I was a kid. So just on my elbows and my knees, which is, like, usually a problem area. And it was just, I just had this little, it was like a tiny, just a tiny, it wasn't really bad, but just a tiny patch of dry skin. Weirdly, I got the same, about the size of a one pence patch of dry skin just at the top of my bum crack. I don't know why. But it just appeared one day. And I was thinking, wow, my top of my bum's really itchy. And it felt it. And it was like hard and crusty. And I looked in the mirror and it was like a, this is probably when I'm like 13, 14. And it was just a, a like a, a, th- a thing of dry skin. My mum must have told 50 people about this thing on my ass. <laughs> and I was just like, and sometimes when I was with her, I was thinking, I just, why? Why would you do that to your kid? And I've always thought back to stuff like that and thought, why did why did parents do that? And I would never do that to Georgia. So I said to her, like, yeah, George, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that or anything like that because I I don't want you to be embarrassed in front of your friends. I don't want your friends to think that your parents are embarrassing. They can think we're yeah. stupid and goofy. That's different. Hmm. And I was just obviously then I was gonna ask you guys a question. Do you, do you was there a time where your parents did anything or like you know, if your mum did anything, I you just thought, oh Christ, like what are you doing? Please stop. Uh, it's it's not the best question for me because my answer is simply no. <laughs> well, that's good though. No, but that's good. Hey, congrats to you. Well done. <laughs> you got away with one. <laughs> I'm still I'm still hung up on the logistics of you looking at your own ass crack in the mirror. Like I need to know. Like I need to know detail. Well, Benny, it's quite. It's not difficult. You stand in front of a mirror with your back to the mirror and then turn your head. And that's my it. head don't turn around that far. Are you a fucking owl? No, but maybe I'm, it's I'm just... maybe maybe it's like a non-fat guy thing. I don't, <laughs> you don't understand. Just turn your head. You turn like other parts of your body. Yeah, like you sh- I'm, I'm turning now. Like your shoulder moves and your back moves a little bit. I'm not just like I'm not Linda Blair in the fucking Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, to, to answer the question, like, uh, my parents still embarrass me now, especially like um, now I I am with like especially like when I first met Blossom, like they couldn't wait to get her around and tell the like, embarrassing things that I did when I was younger, like spraying deodorant on my curtains with my name just to think because I thought I thought it was like graffiti and. Uh, <laughs> What else did I do? And telling her, like, I mentioned about the imaginary friends, like, a few podcasts ago, like, immediately, like, as soon as uh, they got her sat down, like, oh, Jordan had, like, seven imaginary friends when he was a kid. One of them was called Healthy. Isn't that that crazy, uh, Blossom? (laughs) Yeah. The the second, the second I, like, find some enjoyment in life, they tried to strip it away from me. So, yes, my parents did embarrass me and continue to do so to this day. Okay, okay, okay. So you got the worst of that then, because at least I got lucky and mine's not here anymore, so I can't, she can't embarrass me anymore, <laughs> so that's good. So anyway, so I said, okay, George, that's fine. You know, won't talk to you. That's fine. I'll just take, so I thought in my head, I'm like, right, I'll just take, I'll just, I will just ignore her then. So that's what I did. Was in the queue, probably about seven or eight kids further down from Georgia. So didn't even smile, didn't even wave, just pretended like she wasn't there. So anyway. I'm with a gang of boys. We're all in, we're all in uh, the year fives have a year two with them. So like the year fives are kind of chaperoning the year twos and then we're chaperoning kind of five or six or seven kids at a time in a, in a row. I've said this a billion times, but I really got the sense of it on this walk. God 
bless you parents who've got boys because I do not know how you do it. <laughs> it was like trying to herd a bunch of ADHD riddled squirrels. <laughs> every every single thing that was seen or could be seen was shouted about in the most amazing way possible. Uh, to give an example, there was a conversation that a bus pulled up to us on so pulled up at the lights on the street. Just a regular bus, not a magic bus, not the bus from Harry Potter, not a flying <laughs> bus, just a bus. Not a magic school bus. No, nope, nothing. Not even the play bus. Shout out to the play oh, bus. Not, no, God. just a regular ass, you know, the number 27 to fucking whatever town you go to. Four or five of these lads, it just turned into, oh, well, there's a bus. Wow, I wish that was my bus. Wouldn't it be awesome to have your own bus? Oh, my, I would love my own bus. <laughs> Buses are really cool, though, because you can fit so many people on. I know. Okay, so if you had your own bus, who would you take on the bus? Oh, my God. I would take the entire Man United team. Can you imagine if you had the entire Man United team on a bus? I'm just thinking, what is going on? I am in some kind of fever dream. <laughs> and it, but it was that the whole way down. If there, A shop, a car, a bus, a pigeon, a tree a river a bridge anything all it and it kind of made me appreciate because i've like i'll slate little boys on it all the time because i've got a little girl in that race but i appreciate the fact that these like these lads especially they're just taking in everything of life at just a breakneck speed <laughs> and i couldn't i almost couldn't comprehend it and it was almost they were just astounded by everything, and just everything was a talking point. And I just thought it was in the end. I was like, you know what? It's really cute. It's really sweet that these lads are just, oh my god, this is so cool. Buses, woo, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, but yeah. the, the bus chat was a lot more innocent than I was expecting. I, I guess because they are ten after all. But I was expecting you just to say, yeah, bus pulled up, and they just shouted bus wankers at it. It was no. really cringy for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, and then no, I remembered no. how young they are. Yeah, they're they're only ten. They're only ten. But it was just amazing. Just everything. Everything was worth talking about. Um, God bless. God bless pantomime performers. Because they come out on the stage and there is a verve and a vigor and excitement. And genuinely, the kids from, so I think year, I guess year four still, year four to the reception aged kids absolutely went crazy for it. I mean, they loved it. Every second they were scream. I was sat near the front and there were like bleachers at the back where all the nursery and reception kids sat. And when they screamed, it was like a tsunami of noise. You could kind of see it coming. Ro- it was like you could see it like come rolling <laughs> over the rest like of it. Like an audio Mexican wave. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And they went absolutely nuts for it. And that's because the performers were so good. And it's like... It's easy to shit on people in that situation and be like, oh, you're performing in, you know, like this village, this town in front of a bunch of kids. But it's it's so pure and like the kids will go back and, and tell their parents that they had a great time because they came. So some performers came running out into the crowd with the water pistols and sweets and all that kind of thing. And the kids went crazy for it. And I just thought, you know what? It's really, like, it is really sweet. And you kind of get that innocence that, Okay, these kids are really believing this and really getting into these characters. And I thought that was lovely. It was funny because the year fives and year sixes were sat at the front and they all just thought they were too fucking cool for this. You could see them all just kind of <laughs> rolling their eyes like, oh God, I've seen this performance before. Uh, thinking they're ace. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all the reception kids think this is funny. Like, oh, it's not that funny. We're funnier than this. 
Like, TikTok's funnier than this performance. <laughs> I could see them all just like that. And I thought that's actually the difference from sort of year four to year five, or even like the ages kind of eight to 10 was quite interesting. That As soon as these kids, like these 10 year olds in year five were just, yeah, I'm too, I'm too cool for this now. I can't come and watch a kid's performance because they were just thinking it's just four kids. You know, we're not kids <laughs> now, we're 10. This is for children. This is for yeah. babies. We're not babies. <laughs> You've got double-barreled age now. It's a big yeah. thing. <laughs> I've got two numbers in my age now. I'm way yeah. too cool for this. The, did the um, oh, on, did the, did the kids' reactions change once they realised that Dominic Cooper from Preacher was on the show? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> honest to God, it can't be him. Like the dudes in the MCU, it can't be him. And I've not checked since, but I was like, that's got to be Dominic. That has to be Dominic Cooper. It's got to be a, a bit of downtime. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe his agent got him a great deal or something. But <laughs> dude is ridiculous. The uh, this is only, this is one I guarantee you only Benny will get this joke, but the Wicked Witch was the best pure heel I've seen since Terry Fraser. <laughs> Benny, I mean, <laughs> did she have skinny jeans on? She didn't have skinny jeans on. No, but oh, okay. oh my god! Right, every time the Wicked Witch came out, you couldn't hear her lines because they were <laughs> booing her so much. Just and I mean, I mean, <clears throat> shouting like "You get off." Boo, shut up, boo, get off, you're mean, you're nasty, oh, I don't like you, boo. I mean, unreal. I was kind of, I was doing the ear squint to try and listen to what she, I was like <laughs> lip reading and everything, and I couldn't hear her because they hated Cutting her. your ear and pointing it towards her. <laughs> yeah, I was drowning out all that Got exterior noise. Got one of his ear noise. horns and just pointing it towards the stage. I was, dr- yeah, drowning out all that exterior noise. <laughs> but yeah, she was unbelievable. They hated her so much. So much. I'll tell you what else was weird as well. So the first act went an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm thinking, we're going to be here all day. This is unbelievable. <laughs> the second act went 25 minutes. <laughs> you need to separate your, you need to separate your time a bit. So the first act was all, because it was Sleeping Beauty, was all the lead up to, obviously, you know, Sleeping Beauty mm. being sent to sleep. The second act literally entailed... Within the first three minutes, she was woken up by a kiss from the prince. Then they scared off a dragon. Then they danced to some Black Eyed Pea songs, and that was the end of the show. And that was it. <laughs> they uh, they had to call an audible because the Wicked Witch of the West had um, X-Pac heat. She did. She had unbelievable heat. Uh, uh, just amazing. Just a Pure heel. Pure heel. <laughs> so we finish. We get out. I'm thinking the same thing again, right? I'll, you know, obviously walk away from Georgia because you don't get embarrassed. Found myself completely, completely by accident. Just when I walked out, I ended up with her group. So I said, oh, I said, I think I'll, I think I'm walking with you guys. And Georgia literally said, no, can you, can you just walk down there? Can you not? (laughs) Yeah. Could you, you know what, dad, could you just not do that instead? (laughs) So I'm like, well, no, like I'm here now. I can't. You know, I can't go say to that lady over there, can you swap with me? Because my daughter suddenly doesn't want to talk to me. Um, <laughs> so I started walking with them and two of George's best friends, were. one was walking with her, one was in front of her. And like two amazing, ama- I'm so happy they're George's friends because two amazing kids, really, really smart, really tuned in, you know, funny and, you know, just mm-hmm. interested in stuff and want to have like sort of sensible conversations about things, which is amazing. And an unmarked police car flew past us as we kind of walked out and one of George's friends said, why is that, why is that normal car got like flashing blue lights? 
I said, oh, I said, because it's unmarked. And they went, what does that mean? I said, you know, well, like, you know, they haven't got the, the stickers on or where it says police on it. I said, and normally they only send the unmarked cars for the really interesting things. So they said, like what? And I'm thinking, well, I can't say what. <laughs> so I said, you know, I said, just, you know, just things that need sort of like special police people and stuff like that. And then we got into a conversation about that. And then once I started talking to George's friend, suddenly then she started to talk to me. So then I did. I said, "Oh, I thought you weren't. I thought you weren't talking to me." And she went, "Oh no, no, no. I'll, I'll talk to you now. That's fine. That's fine." I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough." So yeah, that was my um, that was my trip to the Panto and my partial shunning from from my daughter. <laughs> but it was interesting. I feel like you getting shunned by George is like a common theme on these podcasts, <laughs> or like upsetting you in some way. It is true. I mean, I'm I'm surprised you guys managed to get a Panto. Because like everything for all primary schools in my area has been cancelled because of the COVID risk, so it's going to be uh, an interesting Christmas in uh, your neck of the woods when all the grannies and granddads start dropping like flies <laughs> after their, their their little wee ones have uh, infected them with the latest blend of COVID and uh, cold. And diarrhea, vomiting bugs. Because <laughs> yeah. we went to a super spreader event at the pantomime. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, packed all the kids into a hall as tightly as possible and just brought in strangers that travel across the country telling tales and having children shout right in their face. <laughs> Literally, the Wicked Witch, the most popular person, gets spat on regularly by children. <laughs> yeah, and screamed at in her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I was surprised they didn't cancel it. I was surprised because of everything that's going on. Yeah. But, and I don't know why they didn't. I mean, today, it was yesterday and today was their last day. So I can only assume they just kind of went, ah, well, we're here now. It'll be fine. You know, we've, yeah. we've kind of done it now. And all the kids go to school together anyway. So, you know, and, and I don't remember seeing any parents in there who didn't have a mask on. So, I mean, I kind of, yeah. you know, oh, well, that's, like, that's good. Some, yeah, but, some precautions were yeah. took, but yeah, I agree. I was I was surprised it wasn't cancelled. Very jealous. Yeah, so is your Get place away like from the Ember contract? Is your place shut down altogether at the moment, Ads? Then no, the the schools are still open. Some some of them are in bubbles, like they were like last year, uh, last academic academic year. Yeah, uh, some some of them are just basically we're not holding any events. Like you're not even allowed to bring Christmas cards in from home and share them around. Wow. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Like, like my my daughter's school has said, right, we're not going to the Panto. Uh, we're we're watching a live stream of the Panto instead. We're uh, we were supposed to go in today for like uh, a carols around the tree event uh, with some like mulled wine and hot chocolate and stuff like that. That was all cancelled. The uh, the kids like Christmas disco almost got cancelled, but they restricted like kids in different parts of the school. Just to have smaller groups instead of getting them all like really sweaty and breathing in each other's faces in one tiny assembly hall. So yeah, they, they're doing their best, but yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised <laughs> when half the population of elderly people who are very well already are still alive next year. Uh, because of everything that's going on. And that's not to blame the kids, necessarily. It's certainly to blame the Tories. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll just see what happens, really. But thankfully, 
Daisy's not courty yet, uh, and I haven't. Uh, Daniel and Sophie have. They've both had it uh, and, and managed to pull through, and their mum got away without getting it. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we're doing... I have to do tests every day at work and everything, obviously, because I work in a hospital and stuff. So mm, I yeah. keep expecting it to come up one day that I've... Because I've... Even just by... Because I've said it can it can just be something, you know, somebody sneezes on their hand, opens a door, I then open the same door. Yeah. It can happen yeah. as quickly as that, you know. And I wash my hands all the time. I'm always using sanitizer. I have to be careful. You know, it can be something as as silly as that that can get you. And I'm stunned to have because I go because I work in a not a major hospital, but I work in a hospital. But I do then go to a major hospital and I go to a special school which is full of disabled children. Yeah, and obviously. Yeah. You know, with all the will in the world, those kids can't, you know, don't always know to, you know, be careful or, you know, like keep their hands to themselves and stuff like that. So I'm amazed I'm not caught it just by accident, to be honest, you know, without yeah. sort of putting myself in a position where I would catch it. But yeah, slight, slight concerns in this house from the uh, the female leader of this tribe for Christmas. And we're meant to go out yes. for a meal on, what day is it today? Thursday, on Saturday night. And we've just, we had Sarah's like, yeah, I'm, I'm cancelling it because I don't want to risk going for a meal and then just by accident catching it and then having to cancel having Christmas at my mum's or going to your dad's or whatever. So we're just trying to be careful. But they won't, the government aren't going to lock us down though, are they? They don't. Oh, yeah, because no one will like pay any attention to it. Yeah. yeah. And after what happened last year at the Christmas party at number 10, they won't fucking dare lock us down. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> there'll be fucking there'll be riots and everything if they try and lock us down exactly <laughs> Benny before we came on you said you had something you wanted to say but then you were going to save it for the show I'm curious what it was <laughs> well again I'm worried if they make me sound like a bit um, pervy um, but uh, before before I know it's, it's a great start to the, the discussion isn't it? Um, <laughs> before Adam um, joined us on the podcast um, Daniel was talking about a, a female wrestler called Anna Jay and uh, how he's been stalking her Instagram for the past few days because she is a very attractive lady. Uh, I'm in love. No, no denials here. Say. Yeah, I'm in love. That's all I can say. No, no denials here that she's very attractive. Um, I have found my so so a oh, oh, bit of background. Every morning uh, when I have to go to work, uh, set the alarm for half six. Get Freya downstairs about ten to seven, and we stick um, channel five on. So it's got all the. The, the kiddie programs, you know, your Peppa Pigs, your, uh, your, your Paw Patrol, all that stuff. She don't, obviously doesn't understand what the hell's going on, but there's lots of bright lights, flashy colours. Um, she's really obsessed with credits as well. Like, like her favourite part of all the shows are when the credits roll, because she's seeing all like the, the words going on the screen. She always does a big laugh and smile at them. Um, I found myself having a, a slight... Just a tiny, slight obsession with one of the um, presenters on there. So much that I followed her on Twitter. Oh my just god! Um, <laughs> just, 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 just because, like, she, I, I think she's really attractive. That's, that's literally the only thing. And of course, like, she presents a. I got it in my mind that she presents a children's program. So on the on the surface, that she's you know really nice and bubbly. But in my mind, I got it like that she's just filth. Like that's the, <laughs> the fantasy I've got going on, and I can't god. shift it. Christ Mate. Almighty. I tell you what, if if that's what's happening with Channel Five, wait till you get on CBBS because the <laughs> female presenters of CBBS are top notch. They they are they are worthy of 
like a stalker Instagram fan account being set up, really? where it is just all the best pictures of them. They they are ah oh, just lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, what's the name of this fine young lady? I, I, I'm now uh, I'm now sharing her onto uh, our um, our WhatsApp group. There you go. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. We'll, we'll oh, fill in. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll do some Freya news in the meantime while it's loading okay. up for you. So I've got three okay. uh, three Freya updates for you. Uh, number one, uh, we were struggling a bit with her sleeping on her own. They should. She got into the habit of waking up around uh, four or five in the morning, and we think it's because obviously we're in the middle of winter now and it's getting cold. So we've uh, started putting her in a little sleeping bag at night time. One of the ones uh-huh. little, like uh, straps over their shoulders covers up her little feet. And ever since we started doing that, she's slept all the way through. She has got in the habit now of going to her, falling asleep later, like half eleven, quarter to twelve, which is like when I want to be going to sleep because I got work in the morning. But she's sleeping through the night, so it's a it's a little thing I can take. The second thing is, um, Blossom and I went to the city um, yesterday just to do a bit, of, final bit of like Christmas shopping, and just go out for a day. I took Freya with us, obviously. And on the way back, we stopped off at Sainsbury's just to get just to feed Freya, get something to drink, and then be on our way. And then uh, Freya had her first like face to face meeting with a um, scary supermarket Santa. And, oh oh like, no. Blossom and I were like taken back by him because like oh, oh god this this Santa's coming towards her. Freya like bloody loved him. She was laughing at him, giggling at him, talking to him. I was like, she must she she's obviously got no fear because the the fear that me and Blossom had when we were kids because we were bloody terrible cowards when we were children. Um, yeah, Freya's got no fear. She was like, oh, and now like she's I don't know how she does it. It must be like childhood innocence that sort of thing is there not a concern there but you know, the, the lack of stranger danger <laughs> that she'll one day just climb into <laughs> some guy's car <laughs> yeah possibly yeah i have to teach her about unmarked vans yeah and scary santas <laughs> benny i i've got to say what why that that what presenter that no no what, what, what do you mean the, the presenter that you you have shared that you you find quite attractive why yeah why <laughs> she's not attractive whatsoever mate this wow. hasn't come up in my this time this hasn't come up in my whatsapp yet where the hell is this picture no it's a link <laughs> it's a link to their their twitter page maybe a bit different in action i don't know they look a bit different but uh, no that's, that's from right that profile picture that's right up my straza is it oh my gosh <laughs> you know what, you know what it is, shared... don't you? Go it's, on. It's like it's like people who work in an office together, and they just sim- kind of they kind of form that attachment because of familiarity. And <laughs> he watches this woman every single morning while he's like with his daughter, and he's just kind of grown of he's just grown attached to her face. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I attached him to her face. I I shared in our Discord group the two CBBS presenters, one of which doesn't present anymore, unfortunately. She's left, uh, but. They 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 got me through some some dark tired mornings when I was like up at six o'clock in the morning struggling oh, to get hilarious. myself and a, a young baby dressed and ready for the day. Oh and my God, yeah, that's hilarious. It's it. I I know what you mean though, Benny. It is something where it's like, damn, I'm just exposed to this person all the time. 
And actually, yeah, they're all right, aren't they? They're, they're nice. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if I got a pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plus I'm If you got a pass. She's cool, she's cool yeah. like that. All right, I need a name because I'm not getting this link. I need to see this. Okay. Um, so her name is um, Amy Thompson. On on uh, on Twitter, she's Amy L. Tomo. Oh, does she present Milkshake? Yes. Does her milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? Yes, it, well, me at least. Not Adam, apparently. No. But then I, I didn't see it from that wrestler that you go, you're going gaga over either, mate. What? <laughs> no, she just d- doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, not God, one I, bit. Dry me up. Fascinating. Away. <laughs> oh, attraction's so fascinating. It's so fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> I always go on about stuff like this. I find it so interesting. Anyway, all right. So, Georgia watched the film yesterday on Monday night. I don't know if you're aware of this film or not. I don't know if any of your kids have watched Adam, but it's on um, Netflix. And it's about uh, basically a two parents and three kids and the three kids are annoyed that the two parents are always saying no. Because that's what you do as parents, isn't it? That is what we do. Yeah. We have to say no all the time. Put that down. Tidy that up. Don't put that in your mouth. Don't jump off there. All that kind of stuff. So on, in the film, basically, the kids have one day a year where their parents have to say yes to anything their kids say. Oh, there are a couple yeah. of... Yeah, there's, like a, there's a couple of limits, obviously. You know, obviously, nothing that can hurt yourself, nothing that can hurt anyone else, nothing that costs too much money, blah, blah, blah. So I can... I can just see, I can just see the tiny hamster that lives inside Georgia's head running as fast as it can on its wheel. And Georgia gives me the slow turn and just says, do you think we could have a yes day? And I'm just thinking, oh, God. I said, and then I then started to think, I can't just give it to her. Because, again, like we said before, our kids get whatever they want anyway. There's no kind of, you know, our kids aren't really... Like all of us, there's, there's nothing that we don't really do for our kids or don't help them with. Or again, like when we were kids, it was just yeah, work it out yourself kind of thing. We don't do that with our kids, do we? So I was mm. thinking, I said to her, well, you can't just have it. There has to be some way that you can earn this day. Because if we're saying yes to anything, that's a, that's a really big deal. Yeah. So you have to earn that day yourself. So we came up with the idea that basically... Georgia starts off with a certain amount of points. And then if she doesn't do something that she should just do as a regular human being, for example, yeah. when you've had a bath, I've mentioned this before, yeah. hang your towel up after you're finished. Don't you leave the towel on the floor. Put your dirty clothes in the wash bin. Keep your room tidy. Blah, blah, blah. We've set a four-month date. So by March the 15th next year, if she gets down to zero points, she doesn't get the yes day. If she stays okay. above zero, we'll do the yes day at some point. And then she also said, could I earn points? As in, could I put a plus in there somewhere? And like, could I do something to gain extra points? Good thinking. And then the little hamster inside my brain started running as fast as possible. <laughs> and I said, yes, you can. Mm. So now we've got a list. I've got a, a little piece of uh, paper a little spreadsheet right here with minus points and plus points on it so for example if she learns something on her own 
of her own volition outside of school, she will gain some plus points for that to keep okay. her, you know, on the good side of it. I don't know what she's going to pick for her yes day because I'm fully convinced she will do it because she's a good girl anyway. And now she's got even more impetus to try and do those things. Yeah. But then I also thought it's kind of a, you know, that kind of rewarding good behavior and that kind of, which kind of led me onto a bigger question that I wanted to just discuss with you guys is that you can't, as parents now, we don't really have that chance to say to, to our kids, you know, if you do this, I'm taking away that one thing you can play with. Yeah. Because that just doesn't, I don't think that works anymore. Because there's so much for them to do. Yeah. If yeah, I said to Georgia, yeah. oh, if you do that again, I'm taking your phone off you. Sure, right, I'm going on my iPad then. Well, if you do that, I'll take your iPad off you as well. I'll go on my laptop then. Like, all right, fine. <laughs> no, but that that's when you say, well, if you don't do that, I'm changing the password on the Wi-Fi router. And I'm not <laughs> telling you what it is. Yeah. That's clever. I like that. It kind of just led me on to wondering about, and I'm always intrigued about what Benny's going to say about this, because you never know, dear, when like, you know, you have all these ideas when your kids are younger, then by the time they get to 10, all those ideas just out the window because your kids kind of, you know, develop a certain way or whatever. And I was just thinking about the kind of rewarding your kids. And I don't know if, Adam, if you do, do your kids have those, you know, those bank cards that you can put money on for them? Have they got uh, those Yeah, yeah. The, the Go Henry. They're a big thing at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. Type thing, which I, I think is a, an absolute rip-off because uh, you is have it? to pay okay. for that service. And oh, really? Yeah, you. but then the kids use them for things like getting a bus to school and what have you. It's not yeah. just about it being a reward. It's about actually just having a functional bank card for a child, which right, I okay. still don't know why their mum does, doesn't set up a bank account for them because surely they can get a card but I, I don't know I don't know if you can at that age uh, if I'm perfectly honest so yeah they, they have them but it's like I say it's not used for any rewards if they do something we just get them a reward it's not used as like a punishment I think they're, they're too old for that now Daisy, oh no yeah of course of course Daisy obviously, obviously she's very young so doesn't have that hers is a uh, she has the good girl fairies, where if she's good for ah. a consistent period of time, like she gets at a mum's house, she gets like little coloured glass beads, and she has to fill a pot of a certain size with them. And once she does, she gets present. And here, she's got like a little wooden post box, piggy bank style wooden house, uh, and she puts like wooden stars in a slot on the top. So it, it's more about that, like, okay, you do this, and then we'll do something, or I'll get you a gift mm. that you, you've been after. But more often than not, we don't use that here. We just, I, I just go, <laughs> okay, have you been good? That's fine. I'll just get you a little something. And it's more of a, a constant kind of reinforcement. And that does spoiler, but I only get to see her, like, two, three days a week, so <laughs> I want to spoil her a bit. It's a weird situation. Think... No, but I don't think... No, I was going to say, I mean, I don't think you're spoiling her. I think that's a perfectly reasonable... If, Like we've always said to Georgia, if you're good and you work hard, then you get the rewards. Yeah. I don't think you're spoiling her at all, mate. I think you're doing... That's right. Uh, if yeah, she's good, I... then she gets but things. That's fine. My behaviour, it's just, have you 
done something to piss me off today? <laughs> have, have, you, have you actually driven me up the wall today? You haven't? Okay, right, that's fine then. That's good behaviour. Have a hearty Fair handshake. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> and a slap on the back. Well done. <laughs> good show. What do you think, Benny? Do you think you'd go like along that route of kind of... not? I don't want to say bribery. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, it, is, bri- it, is, it, is. it is bribery. Yeah. The thing is, like, I, I, I want to say like I won't do it because like thinking about it out loud, it sounds like the sort of um, positive af- affirmation that you give to a pet. Like my mum and dad's dog, it sounds like the sort of thing, you know, you'd yeah. be good and you can get a treat. And I, I think, well, I don't want to treat Freya like that, but... I guess it's a case of like what works works. I mean, speaking from like my experience, I've got like no recollection of. I I probably need to speak to Mum of any about it. Like I've got no recollection of like being rewarded for doing good. I only have the recollection of. I guess the trauma stays like clearer in a memory of like <laughs> being like uh, threatened with being smacked around the ass with a wooden spoon if I carry on being naughty, and the the dreaded countdown from uh, ten to one where nothing happens after one. Which, of course, is, which yeah. you don't know about until you're older. No, of course, yeah. None of us know about that, do we? Man, you get you get from ten. I only give Daisy from five. I didn't give her long enough. <laughs> oh, short leech. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Georgia got some five. That was uh, it. Oh, uh, that's know. it. That's that's your your middle class ways, Benny. Given <laughs> more opportunities. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> more privileged as a child. <laughs> it must have it must have been they were giving me more time to run so I'd hopefully lose some weight but it never happened more opportunities that is hilarious <laughs> you got the middle class countdown yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's tough though it's tough like I said like they just have so much now and they just get anything not yeah. anything they want but like we said when we were kids like big presents were just reserved for birthdays and Christmas if you were lucky yeah and now kids think- just I don't know I think the thing There's is, so you know, we we know what it's like to not have anything or to be very restricted in what yeah. you can get or what you can be treated with. And you don't want your kids to do that. And that's perfectly fine. The, the whole point of having kids is to level them up and so they are better than you were and have yeah. more opportunities than you had. So I, I think that's perfectly fine. And like you say... You don't have punishment in the form of like pain as an option because that that's just immoral. Not anymore. Yeah, you don't anymore. Whereas maybe you did back then, you know, even if it's getting like wrapped around the back of the legs with a wooden spoon or something. I, I just like to take this time to point out that I was never hit around the legs with a back of the spoon. It was the threat that put you in. There. Well, yeah, but that's it. You can't even threaten them these days. Yeah. Kids don't know the ball. Back <laughs> <laughs> in my day, they could... don't know the they don't know the, uh, the the agony of a proper like shitting up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Just a, just your parents showing just showing you the back of their hand was enough. Oh, oh my god! god. So th- yeah, okay. well, not not just that, but at school, like I uh, when I went to primary school, so this would have been like the very early nineties when I was in my last year of primary school. And I had a teacher who, this was his last year of teaching because he was retiring. So he was very much like teaching for quite a long time back when the cane was used and things like that. Oh, and Christ. you will not get this now in primary schools, but when he needed to calm the class down, he didn't do the <laughs> and get all the kids to like clap along with him at the end. 
to get their attention, he would get the biggest, meatiest wooden ruler that he had, and he had a range of them. He had like an umbrella <laughs> stand full of them. And he would just absolutely twat the shit out of his desk as hard and as loud as possible so that all of us kids like would just go, oh, fucking hell! <laughs> like that with the noise. And it worked. And you certainly learned to pay attention and not to get too noisy around this teacher because that was just his expression of anger. Because you know if, if this was like 10 years before... That would be your knuckles or your ass underneath that ruler. It wouldn't be the bench. It wouldn't be the desk. So you can't get that in primary schools anymore. You know what? What they're gonna do? Like, really wave their hands really hard at the smart board, <laughs> like to make a noise. That won't work. <laughs> there's a drum on the smart board. Yeah, and they wave the hand at the drum and it plays a drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough to, that's meant to try and scare the kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You can't scare children these days. And rightly so. I'm not saying you should. But the only option to try and get someone to behave, then, as a child, is to go, right, well, you get rewarded for the good behaviour instead of punished for the bad behaviour. That's your only option. So, yeah, I don't think you should necessarily look down on giving a kid treats like you would a dog when it's learning to sit as a puppy. You should. But watch what you're doing, because much like smacking the shit out of a kid too much is probably a bad thing, treating a kid too much is also a bad thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For different reasons, obviously. (laughs) Do you think the teacher staged a mass walkout like when they uh, couldn't beat the children anymore? Because this this is all we know. I am sure they did. Hobbling along with their canes, like Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. <laughs> yeah, you know that cane's meant to be used for helping you walk, not for yeah. beating people with. Oh, is it? No, I, didn't, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I've been calling it a whacking stick for the longest time. <laughs> what was weird, though, was that... So Georgia said to me, she said, how are we going to decide on if I can gain plus points for my, like, my kind of pointsless thing? And I said, well we'll have to have different levels of plus points. Because if you've come to me and say, I've learned quantum mechanics, that's not the same level as just, you know, I've learned yeah. my 17 times table. It's a I sliding said, so, scale. Yeah, there's a sliding scale here. So she said, all right then. So she, then she goes, because obviously I do, I do Spanish on an app. And I'm again, I, I can't speak Spanish. I know like <laughs> maybe a hundred words. I can get by. That's about it. She said, what if I started doing a language? I said, well, yeah, I said, that's that's good because you're learning something outside of school. At school, they're doing French. So she said, okay, so I'm thinking I'll maybe do Spanish. I said, yeah, that's fine. I said, but you've got to try and do you know, like a couple of sentences here. You know, it can't just be, you know, Spanish for cat. You need yeah. to give it to like a sentence or something. She went, all right. She said, what if it was Russian? I said, well, yeah, that's probably worth more because that's a more difficult language. It's a different, it's a completely different sure. alphabet. Okay. All this kind of thing. And then she goes, Hang on a minute. She says, right, I think I'll do Korean because that'll get me way more points. And I'm like, all right, hang on. <laughs> like, this is getting a bit silly. But I was thinking, holy shit, like, that'd be so cool if she just, <laughs> she just started talking Korean because she wants a yes day. <laughs> oh, but then she'd get into that fucking K pop. Yeah, Actually, I was say, she, must talk- she must think she's a K pop star. Talking about, like, earlier, I said my mum's never done anything to embarrass me as a kid. 
my mum does fucking love K-pop and won't shut up about it. And I love my mum to bits, but fuck me. I just... If she's listening to this, I'm sorry, mum, you know I'm, I'm not interested in K-pop, but please, you don't need to talk to me about K-pop, please. You like it, and that's great. Everyone, everyone likes different things, as we found out with, you know, the other guys, like, incorrect perceptions of who's attractive. <laughs> K-pop's not my bag. <laughs> Dude, K-pop stands are fucking terrifying as well. Oh my god. For sure. They're so oh, scary. I don't mind K-pop. Just like Lewis Hamilton stands on Twitter. Oh, f- I knew you had to get that in somewhere today. <laughs> I knew you were going to get that in somewhere. <laughs> Sunday was a good day. Yeah, Sunday was a good day for you. Alright. <laughs> Adam, a question. Pull one up from the archives. <laughs> This one's more of a nice one rather than like a, a silly one. Or my kid's done something shit. What can I do? Uh, what are some reassuring things a dad can say to comfort his fourteen-year-old daughter when she wakes up crying from a nightmare and is afraid to go back to sleep? Fourteen. Fourteen. So it's not not like a you know primary school kid where you just go, oh, you know, it's not real. They're old. They know it. Yeah. Hopefully. Wow, I'm absolutely <laughs> stumped. Mm. I guess all you can do is just reason with them that, I don't know, I guess you'd have to just say the same kind of thing. It's okay. You, you, you know you know, it's not real. There's just, don't worry about it. You know, you go sleep now, you'll be fine. You'll wake up in the morning and everything will be okay. Don't panic. Mm. I mean, I guess it depends on what the nightmare is about, doesn't it, I guess? You, that's you, what I was about to say. At 14 years old, what what type of nightmare are you having is it, is it about the realization of shit now i know a bit about what the real world's mm. about that shit or <laughs> is it is it something to do with like school or they're changing bodies or something like that or, or maybe, they, it... maybe they maybe they have the uh, turning up to school in the underwear dr- underwear dream oh god they, yeah they assume it was real yeah the, the sh- oh shit i've got to do exams soon i'm not a child yeah. anymore type of dream you know the 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 type of nightmare that we've been living for the past like 30 years just before <laughs> your 14 year old wakes up oh my god dad what if my pension contributions aren't as good for my new company <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah you're gonna be screwed when you're older i don't know what to yeah. tell you just say it's all right darling there won't be a pension by the time you're old enough yeah, <laughs> yeah we're living in hunger games don't worry about it yeah no one even, no one will even need money at that point <laughs> We'll be oh, living yeah. in a bar society. When you're dead. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I bought I bought ten thousand pounds worth of Dogecoin. We will be set <laughs> at some point. I know. If it was for if it was for a TV show or a film or something, you would just have to you know, you just have to say, don't yeah, don't it's fine, don't worry about it. You watch if you watch you know, you watch something scary, that that's what's gonna happen. You know, it's not yeah. a big deal. Don't panic. Because I have night, I love scary films, and I have nightmares all the time. But I kind of, I, I it comes with the territory of watching a scary film or a scary TV show. Yeah, you, know, you just about the horrors that. that you've seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, well, I have I have those nightmares as well, Bunny. But I can't I can't really talk about those on here without my therapist <laughs> present. Um, but if they're worried about if they're worried about life stuff or their changing body, then you just have to. I, I think that's like a sit down conversation. Because yeah. I think we've probably all done it at some point, and we've all had that. Like you know, it is, it is a horror, not a nightmare where it's completely scary. 
as in terrifyingly, you know, like gruesome or something, but that kind of, oh God, I've woken up and thank God that doesn't, that wasn't real. Like, like you say, I wasn't at school naked or something. Yeah. And maybe just, maybe have a chat and see if there's something else going on that they don't want to talk about. You know, is there yeah. something that you're not telling me or something? And is it manifesting itself in that way? Maybe, I don't know. I think that's a good idea, really. Is see, okay, what what is going on? What's causing this? What what are you worried about? What's maybe happening in your life that's being interpreted into this dream, or is it a reoccurring thing? Because I had like a nightmare ever since I was probably around like eight years old that just reoccurs. Like I'll even get it now from time to time and it's just fucking terrifying when when you have it especially now because i've had it for so long that i recognize i'm going to have this nightmare while i'm in the nightmare and then the nightmare stuff happens and that makes it worse so if it's something like that yeah tough shit i'm afraid you're gonna have to deal with it yeah I'd, i had i had one as well when i was a kid and it was a weird I loved I loved dinosaurs, but I was always have, I always have this weird nightmare about dinosaurs being on my street and kind of hunting me down type thing. Oh my god! Which is and I had it for years and years and years. I don't know why. There's nothing. I don't know nothing that I was aware of going on at the time. But yeah, if it's something like that, then obviously there's an issue somewhere there that needs kind of addressing more than yeah. anything else. So yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, Benny. Yeah. Did you say what you would have done? I can't remember what you said. Um, I will remind the 14-year-old girl that she needs to get all the sleep she can because as she's getting older, the sleep will wither and dither away. <laughs> and sleep will, yeah. sleep will become a fleeting fantasy. Yeah. Spoken yeah, like a true new dad. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll find yourself fancying unattractive women at half past six in the morning because yeah. you just see them every day. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot be serious. Adam, I expect a lack of taste from but you. Joking. I, no, I, I expected no, better. No. Benny, again, like, listen who you're talking to. It's easier to write a list of women I don't fancy than women I do fancy. You know what I'm like? Jesus. That's like, that's always been my kryptonite, hasn't it? Terrible. But yeah. All right. There we go. A good one. Thank you for listening, everybody. Love you lots. Boys, anything else from you? Have a good Christmas. If you don't hear from us before then, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, here's a bit of a, here's a bit of Spanish for you, Daniel. It's a Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Prospero oh, and Yoi Felicidad. It's about Felix the go. cat. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and his mate David. Yeah. I don't know. Enough, <laughs> I don't know. All right, there we go. Take care, everybody. Love you lots. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye bye.